Alright, hello everybody, and welcome back for another episode of the Punchy Hunter. A um, little bit of a learning experience. As it turns out, if you do not invite somebody through their phone to this app, um, you get cut off at 60 minutes. Which is, I can talk for 60 minutes real easy. Real easy, yeah. Um, so, learning experience. Um, so, this is going to be part two with Brett Davis. Um, I intended to do it in one part, but like I said, learning experience. We got cut off at 60 minutes. Um, he was talking about um, when we cut off logging and, you know, how much them guys had riding on it and honestly how the loggers probably care more than everybody else because it's, it's what their livelihood and, and just their kind of lives in general depended upon. So we're going to pick right back up uh, right there. All right. And the great thing about the learning experience is it gave us a chance to go take a leak and get another beer. It did, yeah, so which, I'll be honest, I had to take a leak pretty bad. I was... just needed another beer, but, <laughs> uh, but I'm bigger than you. I can hold more beer. Yep, yep, that's funny how that works. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I, you know, I was talking about the logging end of it in terms of the health of the forest, and I think I pretty well, pretty well beat that dead horse, and it doesn't, I mean, logging's over, so it, it doesn't, it doesn't doesn't matter if i'm right or wrong but but the you know the forest service and the blm what i was what i was getting at there is that and don't get me wrong you're running the mill forest ranger and, and your your guy in the blm that's out there beating the brush those guys the only reason they got into that job is because they, like, they, they like being out there and they yeah. love the love the forest and love the probably like to hunt and fish like and to hunt just like fish. we do right and and so you can't blame those guys. They're taking their, they're taking their orders from somebody in Washington. That's, you know, their idea of camping is going to a, a Best Western. <laughs> um, but then we get into the sportsman part of it, and I, I know I'm preaching to the choir. Anybody that listens to this podcast, that, you know, the sportsman end of it is that if that, if that forest isn't healthy, then nothing in the forest is healthy. Um, whether that's deer or fish or elk or grouse or or whatever you're doing. Um, you know, I, Justin and I were talking about hunting today and I'm not a, a big time hunter. I, I spent my whole youth hunting. That was, that was a way of life and I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I'm, I'm glad we did it. I just, I don't do it much anymore, but those, I, I even talked to the guys, the guys now that still live where I grew up and, uh, you know, they say, yeah, the, the deer populations aren't what they used to. And I go, really? The, they're blacktail. I mean, <laughs> it's like it's about like a whitetail. Yeah, there's, <laughs> jillions, the there's jillions of them, and they they go well. No, those, those forests are just so choked out because they're because they're not they're not grazing and they're not logging. That uh, those forests are choked out. There's nothing for them to eat, so they're they're in town. There's probably still the same amount of deer, but they're just all in town. We shoot, you can't hunt them in town. Yeah, and 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 things like that, and that's. All of nature is, is pretty cool in the sense it's, it's resilient. You know, those blacktail, they'll figure out how to make a living one way or the other. And and so will, consequently, the mountain lions. All blacktail go to go to town, well, the mountain lions will go to town too, yep. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But from a, from a sportsman's point of view, and, you know, the taxes from the sportsman pay a heck of a lot of the bills when it comes to BLM and the Forest Service. Absolutely. And the game of fish, et cetera, et cetera. And so to, to to take that away by, in my mind, misuse by in the part of the U.S. government. They're, they're misusing the, the federal lands, and and that is 
taking away from the sportsman. And you can, you know, a guy can kind of go, well, you know, I had my chance. I hunted and I fished and I, and I loved it and this and that. It, but then now the next generation. What about the next generation? Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of kids that grow up in, in suburbia, USA, and the only chance they get to be out in the woods and to be out in the, in the, in the forests and things like that. And a lot of them probably the only chance they get to be with their dad or their uncle or their grandfather or whoever it is that, and sorry ladies, but it's, it's mostly men that are doing this, but whoever that, 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 uh, male character in their life is, you know, there's a lot more riding on keeping the, those forests healthy than just keeping the forests healthy. You know, it's, it's keeping the population healthy because that's really unfair. That's really unfair to take away from a, a kid and, Growing up in Houston. Oh, yeah. That doesn't get to be out. I've, I spent my whole life outside. A kid growing up in Houston well, doesn't get to be outside all the time. You you grew up in it, and you wouldn't trade it for the world. So imagine how that kid that only got to do it a week a year right. feels about it, you right. know? Yeah, yeah, you know, you get... It's a really good point. Yeah, one week a year he gets to go elk hunting with his uncle in, in Idaho. Well, if you let the wolves decimate the fucking elk herd, you're taking... You're taking that you away from Take me. the elk from me. Like, whatever. I don't care. I've killed poly elk. If I never kill another elk again, it's not a big deal. But for that, for that kid that that's, you know, that's the time that he gets to learn to be a man is those, those 12 or 15 weeks of his life that he spent at elk camp with his dad and his uncle and a bunch of old guys. Um, that's taken a lot away from somebody. Yeah. And that's really unhealthy for the, for the country at large. Well, and not even just hunters. Like, you talked about, you know, Hoyt wanting to get into backpacking. Where are you going to take him to do that? Right. You know, yeah. if if everything just goes to shit and it's burnt to the ground. and Or so damn overgrown left, that you can't get around. That you can't get around and it's miserable and he, you know, is just dead set that it's something that he wants to do. And then he goes and has an absolutely miserable experience the first time. Right. Then what? Then he may not ever want to do it again. Exactly. And that's, to me, that's the real, that's where I really see the shame in it. it you know, in terms, uh, Warehouser isn't going out of business anytime soon. Can't log the, the Northwest anymore. Not a big deal. They just went somewhere else. They're logging New Zealand. They're logging Australia. They're logging, they're logging all over the place. It's a, it's a worldwide company. It's a huge corporation. Right. I'm not worried about Warehouser. Take, take whatever you want from them. Um, you know, as far as the fires and stuff go, like that's well, that's just a terrible, terrible waste, and it's stupid to let that happen. It's stupid to let it get to the point where it burns as much as it does. Yeah. When you could have had a much smaller, much more controlled burn that was much more beneficial. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And and the same goes with these beetle kills. Pine beetles are going to kill pine trees. That's what pine beetles do. Can't hold that against them. Mm. But if we're cutting down these forests and keeping them healthy. You don't have as much of a problem with the pine beetles, hence you don't have as much problem yep. with the, with the, with the burns. The matchsticks laying on the ground. Yeah, and so all that, like those, those are all big deals. But but I, honestly, I think my perspective is the ones that are really losing are us as a society because the future generations aren't going to have the opportunity of learning these these life lessons 
by being in the forest and going fishing and going hunting and, and things like that. Um, and that's, that's a real shame to me. That's what I think is a shame. And that's what sportsmanship is about. The the kind of sportsmanship we're talking about, hunting and fishing and things. It's more about the adventure and being out there than it is killing anything. Yeah, you kill a deer. Shit, then the it's work awesome. starts. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's when work starts, and it's awesome to put meat in your freezer. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's, it's everything there. leading up to that that you go out there for. Yeah. It's not, yeah, that's not the deer or the elk itself. No, and it's, you know, I, my dad and I, we went hunting every year, and dad really didn't want to kill a deer because he got he got to that age where he just he didn't he would he would rather take a picture of one than kill one yeah and so he didn't really want to kill one and he went to great pains to make sure that was not gonna happen (laughs) at four o'clock in the morning he'd be in the creek taking a bath yodeling so that there wasn't a deer within 15 miles of where we were you know it pissed me off as a kid then i got a little older and like okay well i'll go on a hunt with dad for a week and then i'll go fill my tag later yeah not a big deal but like yeah those those hunts those were big deals and we never killed a deer dad and i never killed a deer but you look forward to it. I looked forward to it every year. And, and, you know, friends would go with, friends of his, friends of mine, uh, boyfriends of my sisters. You know, that that was that was a thing that, well, you're getting kind of serious about my daughter. Why don't you go elk hunting with us? And, and uh, none of them turned out, but whatever. <laughs> but, but those are the kinds of things that if we don't take care of the forest, we're losing a lot more than we can losing a lot of culture yeah it, it's, it's something we can't measure we can measure the amount of board feet that we're not cutting down and losing financially we can measure the amount of board feet that are getting beetle killed and uh and burn up and say well you know there's loss of uh potentially 16 billion dollars worth of worth of lumber yeah okay whatever that sucks but it you can't measure you can't measure going on a week-long elk elk hunt with your girlfriend's dad yeah. Like you can't, me- there's no <laughs> measurement yeah. to say how that affects you and then by ripple effect affects the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, so anyway, to, to me, that's, that's, that's the really sad part. And then that goes into fishing too. You know, a lot of people don't realize that the streams and the lakes, how affected they are by the health of the forest. Absolutely. And, um, uh, that kid Cody, uh, my, one of my best friends brought brought up a really good point of how hard elk can be on fisheries from trampling and ruining the stream banks okay. and widening the river and where right. the water flows through and stuff washes out. Mucking out gets, the riparian areas. Yeah, and, and water gets muddy and they can't see. And he brought up a bunch of really, really good points as to how, honestly, an overpopulation of wildlife can be a bad thing right so you need people out there hunting you need people out there doing this for sure and it plays such a huge role in who they are and what and right you know and And, things like that and yeah you can't measure that right you just can't and you take those elk populations like why are they coming to the riparian areas well a lot of times that's because that's the only place there is feed and water well why is that the only place there is feed and water well because there's too many fucking trees they're they're blocking out all the sun feed can't grow and there's tons and tons of springs all over the west there's a lot of water in the west that that isn't flowing in my lifetime i can name springs that don't flow anymore because there's 
the trees have grown up so much that they don't choke it out. They choke it out and it doesn't come. It's still under underground. Oh, it's still there. But it doesn't pop out out yeah. of the ground anymore. Well, when you kill those springs with those elk, have to go to those riparian areas where where the the fish are breeding. So yeah, it's just the the overall health of the forest is multifaceted. Yeah, and and just driving around in a forest service truck with your thumb up your butt ain't helping it. No, and. Like, especially as far as burning, something I like to tell people, and I'm sure you knew this, the fucking Indians burned. Oh, yeah. They figured out to burn. They figured out that it was better for them and their people if they burned, and we've got how much technology and education in the fucking world. Right. If they could figure it out, why the fuck can't we? And and we we don't, we, we can do the same thing by logging it. We don't have to burn it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We have the technology and to I'm do all about, it without I'm all burning. About controlled burns. Don't get me wrong, but all of those, a lot of those controlled burns. Well, let's get something out of it. You know, we we can get X amount of board feet of, of lumber out of it, uh, or I guess they call it a, they call it something else. Now, you know, because you go into paper mills and things like that. It's not really board feet of lumber, right? It's material or something like that whatever the deal is all of that stuff's usable is yeah. what i'm getting at yeah absolutely well and you could graze it feed right feed the fucking country graze right. it right. we Gra- have a food shortage as it is right and, and 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 that just all of those things just help the ecosystem and it's it's not enough to say well we, we need to just leave it alone and let it let mother nature take its course well that hasn't happened in a long time, like you're talking about. That the Indians learned to do controlled burns. It's been a long time since anybody let Mother Nature take its course. And the thing was, there wasn't subdivisions when we let Mother Nature yeah, take its like, course. You know, um, we weren't burning down California. No, that um, that uh, movie Unbranded, where them guys rode from yeah. Mexico to Canada. You know, and they had some guys. Um, some BLM guys come on and talk about feral horses and all that, right? You know, one of those guys said something that's really stuck with me, and he always said, we can't let Mother Nature take its course because of us. Right. We didn't exist in Mother Nature right. when Mother Nature took its course. So, as soon and as we showed up, we Mo- started taking our own course. Yeah, and so we can't do that anymore. And he was talking about how people are like, oh, you should just leave feral horses alone, you know. And he was like, well, a feral horse used to migrate 160 miles for feed and water, right. and they were very nomadic. And there's a fucking highway in the way now, you right. know, and stuff like that. But it just really resonated with me, and I thought it could carry over to tons of aspects of oh, yeah, hunting and horses. ranching exactly. and and things like that. And I I will... I love that saying you can't. You can't just step aside and get out of the way because there's too many of us. Right. And we consume too much. Yeah. We consume too much and we're, we're you know, we we like to go hunt. We like to go fish. We like to go participate. We like to go leave our footprint on it for fun. And when you do that, you can't just wash your hands of it and I'm going to let it do its thing. Right. It's not going to. Right. Yeah. It... it and it, I, I'm, I'm absolutely with you. I, I want to jump on, on board at where you were saying we like to do this. Yeah, we, we like to because that's how we got to where we are now. Oh, it's, you it's know, primal. Yeah, by, by being the, by, I, I, 
like I said just a few minutes ago, I'm not that big of a hunter, but I, I make a big point, and I make it a big point to my kids, that humans, we're the apex predator. We're the, the best predator that's yeah. ever existed on this planet. Yeah. We're so good at being a predator, we can build skyscrapers. We don't have, we can not be predators. That's how good a predator we are. We can choose, like this, this is mind-blowing when you think about it. We're the only predator on the planet that can choose to not be a predator and instead be a vegetarian. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, a, wolf, a wolf is not a good enough predator as a, as a pack. The pack, which is the next best predator to us, is the wolf pack or pride of lions. The pack of wolves is not good enough as a predatory system that one of them can say, you know what, I'm going to be in the pack, but I'm not going to contribute to the food chain by helping kill an elk. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to eat grass. Yeah. They're not that good of a predator. No. Same with pride of lions. Same with any other predator you mean. Humans the, are the only ones that we're so fucking good at this that one of us can say, you know what, I'm going to check out of this particular food chain. I'm still going to be part of the tribe. But... And the rest of us are so good, we can be like, well, you're weird, but whatever. Okay. You yeah. want any broccoli? Like, That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, the only, the only halfway vegetarian predator out there is a bear, right? Yeah, an omnivore, yeah. Yeah, and it's an omnivore. It's an opportunist. It's, uh, I, I was built bigger and slower, and I'm not quite as fast or smart as a pack of wolves. And these berries got a lot of nutrition in them, and they're really easy to eat. So I'm going to eat them. Yeah. But it's it's opportunistic. Right. It's not, um, well, I don't have to eat meat, so I'm not gonna. Right. I'm just gonna eat this. It's a, I can eat a bunch of these and not go chase an elk today. Right. I can eat these for three or four days and then go put in the work of running down a damn deer. So I'm gonna eat these for three or four days and then go run down my deer. But yeah, and, and that's the closest thing to it. Yeah. As far as predators are concerned, that's the closest thing to a vegetarian predator out there. So, yeah. Like a bear. Or a pig. A pig, yeah. A pig will eat fucking eat it. Right. Yeah, you throw a fucking pop can in front of a right. pig and they'll eat it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, humans, we're, we're able to, to and, and wolves to an extent do, and, and, and lion, pride of lions to an extent do, but not to the same extent that we do. Uh, we're not as fast as anything that, no. that we eat. We're not as strong as anything that we eat. We don't have very big teeth. We don't have very big claws. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't. All this stuff. Like, we don't look like very good predators, but we're able to make a plan. And we're able to make a plan so this deal works. And, and that's what makes us so good at that. You take that away. Now, the, through the whole rest of our life, like anything you do, you're a predator, you're going to think like a predator. You're going to act like a predator. You're going to build houses like a predator built a house. That's how we fucking do stuff. But you take that primal ability to go out and, and kill an elk, catch a fish, shoot quail, whatever it is, you, you take that, that instinct, that want to, this is how you get ahead, this is how you get a chance to breed, this is how you get a chance to procreate by being better at this. I mean, that's in our DNA. I don't, I don't care how many degrees you have or anything else. The first time somebody takes you out on a hunting trip, you're probably going to want to go hunting again. Yeah. Because it's just in your DNA. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it, You want to do it. Um, this was something, before you got here the other day, and, and I knew part of your podcast was about hunting, I was thinking about this. This is this is sort of going off into the left lane here, but it's on the same idea. Hey, that's all right. About. So this is this really cool thing. 
Humans are the best predators that have ever been on this planet. Okay, well, why? Well, it's not because we have a bigger brain. It's not because we can plan. It's not because of all these other things. All those are a byproduct of the reason we're the best predator in the world. The reason we're the best predator in the world is our gluteus maximus. Our butt. <laughs> because of that muscle, we can run upright. So... That's that's the difference between us and other apes. Right. Is we've got that muscle. We can run upright. They can run upright for 10, 12 strides. Yeah. Because of that muscle, humans can run, in theory, indefinitely. At some point or another, you'll become so exhausted from sleep deprivation that you have to lay down and quit running. But in, in terms of the way you burn your calories and, and this and that, the only reason to quit running is because you decided to quit running. In theory, you physically can run indefinitely hmm. now the reason for all that so since we run upright when we run the contents of our gut which is our stomach and liver yeah. blah blah anything in there is basically just in a sap kind of floating around in there it's not really all that solid in there it doesn't crash into our diaphragm which is the membrane between our gut and our lungs that causes you to get winded right so everything else runs on four legs Okay, except for fucking emus. We don't count emus. Birds. Yeah. Everything else runs on four legs. So the entire contents of the gut... think about emus and ostriches, their body is still horizontal. Yeah, well, and what I'll say to that is I don't know about the biology. Birds good enough to say. Yeah. But So every other mammal. Right. When they run every stride, the entire contents of their guts crashes into their diaphragm which inhibits their lungs from taking a full-capacity breath. Since they can't take a full-capacity breath of oxygen, they can't clean out all of the um, carbon dioxide yeah. out of their bloodstream. So they have to take little short breaths. They don't get all the carbon dioxide cleaned out of their bloodstream. At some point, every other animal besides us, their veins will become so clogged with carbon dioxide that it will give them a heart attack and they'll lay down and die. Humans, we can keep running. We can keep running and we can keep running and we can keep running. So we can take a horse, for instance. You and me, I'm not in particularly good shape. My knees don't work very good. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, and you're you're in pretty good shape, but you're not a fucking marathon runner either. No, but I, no and I got wearing tear on me. Yeah, but think about this. You and me in our underwear with a stick and a rock each, we could peel off a, a heavy pregnant mare out of BLM herd, the two of us, and within a couple hours, have her dead. We could have her run down. Yeah, we could have her run dead. And that is what then, historically, anthropologically speaking, was what gave humans the amount of protein in our diet that made our brains bigger. That then made us start building cities and shit like that. But it's it's due to the gluteus maximus, and we can run upright <laughs> and fill our lungs every single every single stride and clean out all that carbon dioxide. That's what put us on top. And to me, that is, that's just mind blowing. Like, wow, it really is in us. We, yeah. we, we have to do this. <laughs> There's a race in Prescott. It's called horse versus man, man versus horse. I don't remember. And except for once, it's a 50 mile race, horses versus humans. Except for once, a horse always wins the race. But when you figure it all out, the majority of humans beat the majority of horses. But 
a horse finished. A horse. A person. Yeah, except for one race. One race ever, a human won it. Hmm. And so that was a fluke deal. That guy should be on the cover of Wheaties or whatever. (laughs) But a horse, at least a horse, and sometimes two or three horses, finished before any humans. But the majority of humans beat the majority outrun of the, the majority of horses in a fifty mile race because we don't have to stop. Yeah, and it's not. It, it's that's a funny thing about that race. It's not like guys from Nigeria that run fifty mile races. It's just people that want to come. It's run like forty year old librarians. Yeah, and the majority of them beat the majority of horses. Yeah, because they just don't have to stop, and a horse has that's to freaking, fucking stop. That's wild. Man. Isn't that crazy? That is. That's fucking mind blowing. <laughs> and, and so that, if anybody ever tells you you got a big ass, say yes because I'm an apex predator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's I can outrun hilarious. a horse. Yeah, that's freaking hilarious, man. But and it's kind of cool. Like, like, yeah, that's we have to hunt. It's that's what we do. And and like, take somebody like me that doesn't really hunt. I get my fix elsewhere. But I'm still hunting. I'm still being a predatory animal yeah. all the time. You're still out thinking an animal all the time. Yeah. You're just doing it with a horse. Right, instead right. Instead of out, out I'm doing smarting it. that mule deer or that elk. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's the only difference. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's freaking... It's a crazy tangent, but that's fucking... Yeah, I know. I know, nuts, it was, I know it was wild it's, and crazy, but... I'll never look at people or animals the same, though. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a cool... Like, when I first learned all that... I'd always, I don't, all my life I've heard this saying, the hungry dog hunts best. And I always thought, oh yeah, well that makes sense because the dog's hungry so he's going to hunt harder. Motivated. Motivated. But then you go, oh no, it's because his gut's empty, he can run farther. Yeah. <laughs> he's not getting winded by he's his own gut. He's not getting winded by his own gut near as bad. Huh, that's kind of, it changes the perspective. Perspective of A lot, dog. yeah. That's freaking, that's nuts. Oh man. Um. Well, like I told you the other day, um, speaking of Hoyt and wanting to get into backpacking, I'll take him anytime, man. Yeah. Any fucking time. Anytime he wants to go. And uh, I guess we'll wrap up with... uh, You want the fishing story? Yeah. So Brett did a little bit of uh, guiding back in his day. Mostly fishing. I think you said you guided just a couple of hunts. Yeah. Or it was a long for a couple of hunts. I was a long on a few guided hunts. Yeah. Right, right. So just uh just right. give us a good laugh, man. So this this uh this'll have to take you back to when I was I think I was fifteen or sixteen and I was working for an outfitter uh outside of Cody between Cody and the north entrance of Yellowstone and I I was up there in the summers and we guided a lot of fishing trips, a lot of fly fishing trips. And I love fly fish. So, we, need to, we need to go fishing. Yeah, we need to go fishing one of these days. One of these days. So um, ESPN called, and they wanted to go on a guided fishing trip for an ESPN episode. And there was some yahoo, I don't even remember who the guy was, but he'd been a, a NHL, a, a hockey star. Yeah. And then at the end of his career, then he, he started this, this uh, ESPN show where he... He just did different stuff, you know. Yeah, just race car this time yeah. and and fly Fish fishing and, this time. Yeah. So ESPN wants to go on this fishing trip, and they they talk to the main guide there, and uh, he says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get something figured out." So he and I go. We looked at some Forest Service maps and this and that, and we found this lake. It was actually on the Montana side. This lake, and I don't remember the name of this lake, but 
it had, according to the maps, there wasn't any, any trails into there anymore. It'd been a long time since anybody'd been in there. So we go a couple of weeks ahead of time. We hack and slash our way into there and figure out how to oh, get which there. Which is just a dandy of a time. Yeah. Cutting your way through Forest Service ground. Right. I got to do some of that in Walden because, well, they're not going to do it. Right, right. <laughs> and, and, of course, it's wilderness, so it's, you know, you're doing it with a fucking stone chisel and bullshit. <laughs> oh, God, I was not... I was not that unfortunate. We got to run chainsaws. You got to run chainsaws. <laughs> yeah. Which chainsaws, bitch, pack up a mountain. Yeah. Off foot, but at least you're not up there with a handsaw. Yeah. So we, <laughs> Fucking hey, That sucks. We get into this lake, and this this lake was the, it was the top lake of a chain of lakes. Flowed down to several other lakes that then eventually flowed into to, uh, either Crandall Creek or the, the north fork of the... Uh, whatever the fuck river that was. I don't remember exactly. But this this was the the main one. And so we get up there and and right at the at the mouth of it as it flows then in a, about a mile into another lake. We go to fishing right there. We just go throwing dry flies in there and there's cut bows the size of footballs that would yeah. just hit anything you put out. It didn't matter what you put out there. They were just, just slamming it. They just yeah, they were just That's hit anything. Awesome. This thing hadn't been fished in generations. That is awesome. So we fished for like fifteen minutes and we're we're way past our limit. Both of <laughs> yeah. us. And these are just huge cut bows. They're so much fun to catch. So we cook them up, eat our dinner, kind of get a idea how we want to build the camp, go back down. So we haul ESPN up there two weeks later or whatever. So they want a video on their way up. So Troy sends me with the pack string. And he's got the whole camera crew and this guy. And they, they're riding their horse backwards with the camera. Dude. Right, you know, yeah. Fuck, I don't want any part of this anyway. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I'm just clicking along there. I had a good pack string. And I had, I don't know, nine or ten animals. And I was riding a piss head colt like I always am. And I had a pack slip. And I'm right in the middle of this big old meadow. And I had this pack slip. What am I going to do? So the genius of a 15-year-old goes, I'll tie my horse, my saddle horse, to the backpack animal. And then tie the, they'll just be in a circle. And I can adjust this pack. Nobody can go anywhere. Everything's perfectly safe. This will work fantastically. And so it did. That, it, that all worked. I got everything adjusted the way I wanted. Then I go back to get on my horse. And I can't get up to my horse because she's spooking from me just stepping up to her just being a pisshead just being a pisshead colt well she's tied to the last tied to the tail of the last mule so this causes a chain reaction (laughs) that's got this fucking circus just going around me and i'm in between yelling and praying for several minutes thinking fuck this thing's gonna run me over and then just disappear into the woods so anyway by hook or by crook i finally get get everything get back on my horse get everything going again Get to camp, no other problems. Get everything unloaded. Get their camp set up pretty well for them, and then I'm trotting out as they're, they're still they're not even quite yeah. in yet. I'm trotting out. I'm out of here. Okay, so and he stays up there and, and guides their fishing trip. So week goes by, or ten days, whatever the hell it's supposed to be. My brother and I go up there to pick them up. So we we trot up there. We've got all our pack animals. And so he hadn't been 16 because one of us was old enough to drive. We drive up to the trailhead, trot in there, pack everything up, and this 
this NHL guy, this host of the show, is a prick. I mean, a complete prick. Just an absolute self, big feeling motherfucker. <laughs> and so he's he's being a dick and ordering us around. And we're like, we don't work for you, dude. Piss off. Piss off. <laughs> Whatever. We get our shit loaded. So they're going to film all the way out, too. He and I are supposed to just chingle all the way out there. So we're chingling along, getting out of there. Right about the same spot in that meadow, we've got a loose pack. But this time, there's two of us. Greg holds my horse, I hold his, whatever. I don't recall. And we go to adjusting this pack. What well, happens to be the mule that's got this host guy's personal stuff on it. <laughs> and so Greg goes digging around in his shit, and he finds a half gallon of Jack Daniels in there. <laughs> He pulls out. I said, hell yeah. <laughs> so we go to trail and the rest of the way back to the trailhead, passing this Jack Daniels back and forth. And pretty quick, we're singing and we're having a blast and we're just, <laughs> we're having us a good old time. By the time we get to the trailhead, two teenage kids, we drank most of this half gallon and we're so drunk we can't unload anything. <laughs> we got, managed to get off, get off of our horses and... We kind of like got under the trailer and we're just laying under the trailer, just giggling and drinking whiskey and just having a good old time. By the time the the guide and, and all the, the uh, ESPN guys get in there, it's after dark some. And like, <laughs> he's had to put up with these guys all day. He's pissed. He's ready for dinner. He's expecting us. He's expecting that we already loaded everything, took it back to the headquarters and have come back. And dropped off a, a truck and a trailer for him and gone back in another picture. He's expecting everything to just be done. <laughs> Hunky-dory. Hell no. <laughs> There's two drunk kids under the trailer. All the mules are still saddled. All the stuff's still there. We haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so he figures out what we've done. And then then this host guy figures out that we hijacked his bottle of whiskey. Well, he'd been saving it just for the, the ride home, you know, <laughs> passing around. He is pissed. <laughs> and uh, and that, that was kind of the end of that it must have been hard to find help that summer because we didn't get fired <laughs> that's fucking awesome oh I want to know what show that is yeah I'm sure it's not on anymore oh I want to try and find it though yeah he was a little so- I couldn't believe he was a hockey player because he, he was a little sawed off fat guy we're going to have to do some research yeah. see if we can't find it if I can remember the name of that lake, might help. It's not Big Moose. Big Moose was the third one down on that chain of lakes, but we might have to do a little research. We're going to have to do a little we'll research. See if there's some film out there of Brett Davis laying under a trailer <laughs> just giggling <laughs> like so cool. Giggling, drinking Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that there might be. There very well might be. Yeah, we were, we were persona non grata for a, for a little while there. <laughs> I, Actually, I've got I've got kind of one more now that we're. I think it was the same summer even. Uh, so these these gals roll in. They're from France, and they they want to go up um, on a day ride. And so this is just a straight dude thing. It wasn't a fishing trip or anything like that. They just want to go on a day. Go ride. up in the mountains, come back. Right, and so I get I get volunteer to take them and so we're we're trotting along and they were i mean they were 
funnier than shit. Just friendly, just laughing and having a good time. And this, they French kiss real good. Well, yeah. And so we <laughs> we get down to a spot where I a lot of time took some people for lunch on these deals. It's down by the river and, and it's shady and everything. I lay their lunch all out. The next thing I know, they're sunbathing French style. Oh, you bet. And, and again, I'm like 15, so I was like, oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> and so anyway, we have our lunch. Everything's hunky-dory. We get back get back on our horses. We're going to finish this day ride. And they decide they're having such a good time tanning that they're just going to leave their tops off for the rest of the ride, which I'm totally okay with. <laughs> but, but, who, what 15-year-old didn't? Right, <laughs> right. But we are going to trot for the rest of the ride. <laughs> I'm trotting these gals all over the fucking mountains. And I'm having such a good time. I wasn't lost, but I went a lot farther than I ever intended to go. And by the time... I, I gave him a day ride. It was a day. It was like 12 hours. By the God time, dang it. By the time we get back... Oh, I, I was really in trouble for that <laughs> everybody was pissed they were about to get the helicopters out looking for us <laughs> and then when i explained what went down then i was kind of a hero yeah yeah <laughs> i mean because how are you not oh yeah, yeah yeah you know i got i got one that i kind of want to make you tell on the air um the uh using the beer boxes to uh catch the fish to catch the fish oh, yeah, yeah. Or you're catching them little little bastards yeah they were i think they were brookies yeah okay so um i'm not gonna say the name of this river just to keep from incriminating certain people (laughs) myself mostly (laughs) but this this very 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 small creek that is called a river starts on the oregon side the headwaters are on the oregon side and then they run down into nevada and they run down uh, to uh, right to about uh, Orvada, Nevada. And I think it disappears under the ground. So I was working for a ranch that, that was on that on that watershed and it was named after that river. And we uh, we didn't have anything to do one day. We'd been branding calves all summer. And we just had a fuck off day. And, well, let's go fishing. All right, hell yeah. So we load up a bunch of beer and cooler and a whole bunch of us. And, Let's go to the headwaters. Okay, we'll go to the headwaters. You know, because it's the desert. It's the desert oh, of Nevada. Yeah. And we're like, fish? We're, oh, no, there's fish at the headwaters. Okay, cool. So it's like a two-hour drive in four low in a pickup to get up there. I mean, it's pretty, pretty rough, miserable trip to get up there. And we get up there, and the headwaters are maybe 18, maybe 24 inches wide, maybe 10, 12 inches deep. And it just bubbles up out of the ground in the middle of this huge grassy meadow. And the grass is, you know, foot and a half, two feet deep. So there's no possible way to get up to the water without the fish seeing you. Yeah, and fish it. Yeah. There's no way to fish. This is the dumbest yeah. thing. If you've ever fished at all, you'd be like, well, that's fucking dumb. You can't fish that. <laughs> and, and, of course, the guy who's the cow boss at that ranch, I think this is probably the first time he'd ever been fishing. And so... Anyway, everybody's trying to fish, and they're trying to fish this thing, of course. And it's just little tiny brook trout that, you know, they're... A big one was 9 or 10 inches long. Most of them were about 6 inches long. And everybody's trying to fish this, because I stare at it a while. I don't know how to catch fish in this 
And so I go and I open up one of those 30 packs of beer and I pour all the beer into the cooler and I got the box, it's a Keystone light box. And I go and I situate it right in the middle of that creek and it fit, just damn near fit perfectly in there. And I had to take a few rocks and kind of make a dam. And then I had my wife, I said, go up there and go way wide around, go about a quarter of a mile up there, go way wide around and then just get in the creek and just walk down the creek, just walk towards me. What? I see, I just come towards me, just heard them fish. Okay, so she does, and she goes way up around there where they can't see her. She pops in there and just comes walking down the creek, and there's just swarms of these little fuckers just <laughs> running from her, and I'm, I'm catching them in my beer box and just using my hand to kind of block them in there. And when it was all said and done, what time she got there, I had, it was damn near full of the brim, a 30, 30 pack box of, of Keystone was damn near full of the brim with six to eight inch long trout. trout. I probably caught 75 of the little fuckers. <laughs> Make more than that. So I was the only one who caught a fish the whole day. We threw them in the cooler and took them back down and Lacey, she, uh, she, she was the boss's wife. She just breaded them and pan fried them and she gutted them, but didn't, didn't do anything else. Just fins on bone. Oh, and man, I bet that it was, was just good, this though. huge yeah. white. She just set it right in the middle of the table and there was, there was like eight or nine of us cowboys, and, there, and she cooked a bunch of other stuff too. But there, there was a bunch of us, and this, she just set this huge plate of fried little bitty fish on there, and, and she we just ate them bones and all. They were oh, so yeah. good. Oh God, yeah. they were delicious. And oh, that water, man. you know, was ice cold, bubbled up right oh. up out of the ground. Yeah. But yeah, that was <laughs> that was uh. I I loved that story the first time you told it to me. I was like, fuck yeah. Are you kidding me? You get to use my beer box? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is fantastic. I have to drink all this beer and the box comes in And handy. the box comes in handy. And how, how can you beat it? That's that's the predator mentality there. <laughs> that, that it is right there. That's, that is why we are the apex predator. How many other predators use their beer box? Wait. <laughs> me and a kid I, I rodeoed with, kind of grew up with. His name's Josh Davies. And he was homeschooled, and then I just went to school, and I felt like it. So I guess maybe that means homeschooled, too. But anyway, he says, hey, you want to go fishing this one day? You want to go fishing? Hell yeah, let's go fishing. Oh, yeah, I know this lake, blah, 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 blah. And so we go up there, and, uh, I mean, it's just a fucking mud. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's terrible. It's just terrible. And we dick around. We managed to catch a couple fish, three or four piece, and uh, just muddy old trout. And of course, we don't have a creel, we don't have a cooler, we don't have anything. <laughs> totally went off half-cocked. So we dick around there, and we find an empty beer box that somebody else had left. And so we use that for a creel and throw our fish in it. Dick around there and catch a few fish. And in the meantime, we just waited in our jeans, and it was kind of muddy, stinky old mud, you know, that black oh, mud. Yeah. And so we, we were pretty nasty. So when we go to go home, we both just stripped down couple of guys i mean hell we growing up together yeah so we just stripped down and we're driving home and uh cop pulls us over <laughs> and it's just about dark and he comes sauntering up and of course he shines his um josh had a little toilet tacoma shines his light in the back there and sees this empty beer box and so he says you boys been drinking no sir and he shines that light on us and sees that both of us are naked from the waist down <laughs> and covered in mud. <laughs> and he says, what the hell are you two doing? And we said, well, sir, we've been fishing. That beer box back there is plumb full of fish. And he looks us over and he says, I don't want to know what the hell you two been up to. Get your asses off. <laughs>
That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. God dang it. I could uh I could remember me and my brother fishing this fucking dirty old pond in Oklahoma and we put our shirts on. Well yeah, we put our shirts on as fucking shorts and waddled up to the house with t shirts on his shorts. Oh that, yeah. That's that was pretty great. Yeah. Our mom's pretty what in the world are yeah, you Yeah, she was super, super duper happy about uh, t-shirts being worn as shorts. But, yeah. you know, sure beats being pulled over by the police. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and there, there's enough bugs in Oklahoma that you don't want to go around without anything no, going on. <laughs> no, you don't. That's a fact. Uh, shoot the bed. Well, shoot, that's about all I got. All right. That's all you got. Well, I mean, you know me, I can... I can keep going and going, but oh, yeah. you never know what might yeah. end up. Well, we're we're at forty five minutes yeah. of our sixty minute limit, of our sixty minute, which limit. is good to fucking know for the yeah. future. Yeah, um, shoot. I, I guess if you, you know, using this app when you do it through the phone and invite a friend from somewhere else, fuck, I've talked for like two and a half hours. I didn't think there was a time limit. Well, next time we do this, you'll be back in Arizona, and so yep, that's we'll true. We'll do it the yep. regular way. Well, maybe. Be a good excuse to come back. Or you can come drink, back up and do another podcast, yeah. Drink a bunch of beer. Yeah. As soon as the weather starts getting good, we'll go camping. We'll go somewhere where there's yeah, shelter. Go fishing. We'll, we'll yeah. do a podcast while we're yeah, fishing. Yeah, we need to go. We really do need to go fishing together sometimes. Because I love to fly fish, too, and I haven't gotten to. That kid Cody in Montana is the only, and my dad, are the only two people I know that even fly fish. So yeah. I don't get to do it very often. So And I don't know where there's some good fly fishing around here, but... I'm sure there is. Gosh, even if it's just a lake and I can play with my rod. Yeah. I can give a shit about catching catching a lot of fish. This is fun to be out there. Yeah. So, well, thanks for coming on, man. You bet. This is a lot of fun. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, it's funny how we look at the phone when we talk to everybody. I know. Yeah, <laughs> like everybody's looking back at us, but it's a learning experience. Right, right. You know, this is what, like, we'll just episode five if we did it in two parts yeah so so bear with we're learning thanks everybody for being here and um i'm gonna make brett come back on sometime soon um if anybody has any questions about anything we talked about in part one or part two um especially that horsemanship stuff i know we could go way deeper into a lot of that stuff i mean shoot you talk all live long day about that stuff um feel free to uh, feel free to reach out to me um, anywhere that you find me. I know a lot of my listeners come from social media. Um, Brett, you want to talk about your YouTube page and where sure. they can get a hold of you? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I've got a I've got a YouTube page. It's it's uh, a Davis, uh, and I put a lot of videos up there, uh, horse stuff and cowboy stuff and. Ways to kind of stay out of wrecks and sometimes to just talk about things I think and and uh, but it's it's all Western kind of stuff I guess Western is the way to say it I guess yeah yeah but um, yeah a lot of people like those videos if you want to look those videos up on YouTube um, and like and subscribe them if you if you do like them and then you can find me on Facebook Brett Davis and Brett with one T Brett with one T yeah. Uh, I had to change your name in my phone the other day because I always spell it wrong. And I knew that it was one T, but I saved it in my phone as two. And I was like, God dang it, I gotta go change it. I'm gonna keep spelling it wrong. I, I think the only reason it's with one T is my my dad wrote it on the birth certificate, and I don't think he knew that it was supposed to have two T's. <laughs>
I think that's how it ended up that way. Because I'm the only Brett with one T I've ever met. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Uh, but, uh, or or you can you can find me at uh, Davis Training at Gmail Davis Training eighty three at Gmail dot com. Feel free to email me about. Yeah, if you got some Colts you want started, all that good stuff. His YouTube page is great stuff. Um, I think I got your book on Amazon. I'm yeah. pretty sure is where I got mine. Uh, Amazon's the easiest way yeah, to get it. Yeah, it's pretty easy if to find. If you want me to write my name in it, you got to get a hold of me and I'll send you one. But and, Amazon's and he, the easier way to get it. And he's a, he's a wonderful person. He takes way more time than I ever would. If you order it through him directly, he does write you a little love letter and it tells you that you're beautiful I all do. that good stuff yeah even if i don't mean it <laughs> um so go buy his book it's awesome um look him up it's fantastic and uh stay tuned for more uh thanks everybody for listening